and welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Ring Day Alarm Beyonce. <laughs> so, before we get into Doyen's name, which I'm sure I know why that's her name, I think, anyway, I want to say, I just want to start off by apologizing, y'all. I sound like crud, like crap. I know it, but you know. As we've mentioned before, this is a pod out of love. So we show up for y'all. Whatever. Whatever's going on, we show up for y'all. Okay? So now, Doyen, <laughs> why are you ringing the alarm? Um, I feel like that song was when it came out in college and I was getting over a breakup and <clears throat> she sang it and I just identified with it so deeply because I was like, you know what? I'm crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I think that video <laughs> I, <got one. laughs> I mean I liked the song I liked the song but the video is what I really loved I really loved that video yeah mm-hmm. uh, same so what's been going on with you um so I went to New Orleans uh, for Labor Day weekend I got to hang out with friend of the pod Rebecca hey Rebecca um, <laughs> I got to, oh, I had like a mini like location. So like while she was at work on Friday, I kind of figured out some stuff to do by myself. So I went on a rum tour. Um, I went to the jazz museum and I was like, I could be okay as a solo vacationer because guess yeah. what? I talked to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> My sister dropped me off at the airport like maybe three hours early yesterday. And I spent the whole time talking to strangers. And I'm like, Okay, that's good. I get so <laughs> Our little doyen makes friends everywhere. <laughs> Even if it's the wall. <laughs> so, did you... I've never been to the... You said Jazz Museum? Mm-hmm. How was that? It's, it was kind of in the old U.S. Mint building, so it's mixed okay. with history of jazz. They're also talking about when Louisiana used to be part of... It was kind of U.S. meant, but then when they broke off into um, Confederacy, they were really big in, like, creating, you know, coins for Mm -hmm. the Confederacy, and then they kind of, like, fell off after. Okay. So, and a cool story about the rum tour that I went on. So, it's called Old New Orleans Rum. Really, really good, but... um, so basically, they're telling us, like, after the prohibition, the government decided to, like, tax rum companies, like, heavily to the point where we had no rum companies at all in the United States. So Old New Orleans is the oldest rum company in the United States since 24 years old. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. It was like, oh, okay. But it was really good. Did you bring it. some back? No, I kind of regret it because I didn't want to deal with, like, packs checking my luggage and all that. Okay. But then the rum that I loved, I got back home, and they're not selling it here yet. And I'm like, uh, how am I going to live without this? Can you can you ship alcohol? I don't know. We're going to have to ask Google. Yeah. um, That'll be a good idea next time. Like, just ship it home. Oh, like, they wouldn't let me ship it home, though. Oh, okay. okay. So, at least they don't have that available. Oh, okay. So, what are you drinking tonight? Girl. Okay. So I wanted to make <clears throat> a spicy margarita. So I bought jalapeno margarita. 
I was like, this isn't spicy enough. So I go to my garden collection. Hey, hey. This is how you know I ain't got no sense. I have these peppers, jalapenos, that have turned red because yes, they mine have too. spicy. And I cut it and I muddle it and I don't really taste it. So I add more. And then as I've been sitting, waiting to start the podcast, it's getting spicier. So now my lips are burning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Mine have all turned red as well. Um, I took them to Granny. I took the ones that I picked to Granny because I really don't do peppers. I was just growing them for her. But yeah, mine turned red too. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant other than they were just red. <laughs> uh, yeah, that means they're like peak spicy. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, um, what have I been doing? Oh, um, well, I closed on my house. <laughs> so i um i'm done with that now i just have to wrap my head around moving and that's a nightmare in and of itself other (laughs) (laughs) other than that i've just been uh laying around sick um didn't get any good food this weekend so it's like mm, like i ordered a pizza i didn't even get good food for holiday weekend and everybody was at Granny's, and Granny kept calling me every fifteen minutes, like, "Well, do you need me to come up there? Are you okay? Do you need me to go to the store for you?" I'm like, "I got it, Granny. It's all good." <laughs> I really wanted to go home. I just didn't want to be rude and sit around people while I was sick. Like, I don't like when other people do that to me. So yeah, I didn't do that. But yeah, food. I have at least two po boys. And then I had oysters that had the po' boy bread. And I'm like, I cannot eat any more bread this week. Oh. <laughs> so I love po' boys. It's been so long since I've had one. Yeah. Mm, I love when the bread is like kind of hard and then chewy in the center. Mm, <laughs> that's my fave. Like a good French bread. Anyway, um... <laughs> So tonight, I am drinking just a really basic Coke and Southern Comfort. I meant to put some lime in there and forgot. And once I brought my drink upstairs, I was not going back downstairs. And so I said, we'll just have a basic Coke and Southern Comfort tonight. (laughs) That works. Um, Have you caught up on any TV while you've been out? Oh, God. So much TV. (laughs) Um, of course, <clears throat> of course, there is a succession, which I love. I just love. And I feel like not enough people are loving getting talking about it. Um, Queen Sugar is like not disappointing, not letting me down at all. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I'm so glad. Like, I know a lot of people are still mad at Nova. And I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't know where anyone is in the show. But all I'm saying is that arc needs to be resolved. And I'm happy to see steps being made to make it resolved. That needs to happen. Um, Discovered a new show. And guess what? I don't know the name of it. (laughs) It's the Carnival or Carnival something. I don't know. It's on Amazon Prime. I was... I was on the fire stick about to look for something else to watch and it was like the top things. So I was like, okay, let me check this out. 
it is really good it is not as cheesy as it kind of looks um it's about the fey people and then they have like um all different kinds of creatures it's just it's fantasy so i love fantasy um but i'd seen commercials for it before and it looked really cheesy it is not that cheesy at all so mm-hmm. i'm really excited about it and i also started catching up because i didn't realize i was behind on green leaf do you watch green leaf um i've watched some of it i'm not all the way caught up either and i think the new season has started <laughs> if it hasn't started it's about to start because i've started seeing commercials again and that's when i looked i was like oh i was like four behind so i watched a couple and i'll watch the next two within the next day or so and catch on up um to get ready for green leaf i want to be lady may when i get old so bad <laughs> <laughs> which one is she um oh why would you she's the mom Oh, yeah, her. Um, why can't I think of her name? Oh, my God. I know exactly who you're thinking of. Cause... And I don't know why I can't, like, I feel so embarrassed that I can't think of her name. Because, like, one of the first movies I ever owned was Josephine Baker's story. And... Whitfield? Yes, Lynn Whitfield. That's her name. Yeah. Um, she's just so, like, poised and together. And her hair's always laid. And she says what she means. Like, I just want to, I want to be an old church lady like that. <laughs> I am scared of her on every show. <laughs> <She's been laughs> she plays the part well. She plays it yeah. well. Also, um, what's the girl with the real high voice? She plays like Black America's auntie. Um, I can't remember her name. She has a really, really high voice. She's kind of like a heavy set woman. Lorraine. Oh, Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. Yes. Yes. I feel like she kind of 50 50. Sometimes she's good, but other times she's like. (laughs) No, I love Loretta Devine. (laughs) I love Loretta Devine. Um, he said, when you said America's auntie, my mind went to Jennifer Lewis. And I was like, but Jennifer Lewis does not have a high voice. So, no, so that's where I was drawing a blank. It was one of the aunties. You can have more yeah. than one auntie. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, As far as TV went for me, uh, I'm behind on everything officially. So, <laughs> Oh, and when is The Good Place coming back? Because I'm, beh- I'm a whole season. Well, I'm not a whole season behind, but it feels like a whole season behind. I got a lot to watch to catch up on that. Uh, I feel like it's coming soon. Which, funny enough, I read an article today and it was like a list of TV shows that should have ended earlier than it did. And for Big Little Lies, they're like, season one should have been the end. It should have. It really should have. I was okay with them doing a second season, but season one should have been the end. Now, if they try yeah. to come back with a season three, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to be sure pissed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was just funny to me. And they're talk- the first one they mentioned was Grey's Anatomy, which Grey's Anatomy should have been done. <laughs> Listen, I felt so bad for giving up on Grey's Anatomy because I've been there from the beginning. I just stopped watching it last season. But I just uh, I just got, for, well, for one, I got behind. And I caught back up, but I don't know. I felt bad because I've been there from the very beginning. 
the the last plane wreck when everybody died on that one i'm like i'm tired of y'all killing people <laughs> <laughs> i stopped then <laughs> well see you stopped but you know what i honestly thought part of the reason why i kept on after that is because i honestly thought okay after this you only gonna have a season or two left mm-hmm. i really thought it was about to end and i wanted to see the ending it ain't over it ain't over <laughs> anyways we're gonna move along to our current event I just am here to tell y'all that God does not like ugly. (laughs) (sighs) So, in Kentucky, first of all, Chris called this Merv the Perv, and I was like, I couldn't think of anything else to call it. I was on my bed of affliction. (laughs) (laughs) So, Philip Todd Wilson, I don't know why he goes by all those names. He's a Kentucky principal... I guess a couple of years ago, he was he came under attention or fire because he tried to ban um, some books that may have mentioned um, some LGBT activity. Uh, what was funniest to me was because they were talking about the books or whatever, and some blogger called it soft por- pornography. <laughs> oh, a pa- uh, angry parent called it that, yeah. and I was like, I just rolled my eyes so hard at that. All oh. right, like this. Meanwhile. He has hard pornography. Hard <laughs> pornography. But he was arrested on charges of possession and distribution of child pornography. Uh, I got a little confused when they started talking about the technology center and who owned it. I was like, that's a lot of details that was not necessary. <laughs> but um, they did. He gave about 15 images of child pornography to somebody. And, um, you know, he's going to jail. Straight to wait, wait. What's going on? Y'all are going to jail. <laughs> to jail. <laughs> Period. And I was like, "What? Oh my god!" And it's all those are always the ones. Those are always the ones because usually those people are so full of self hate. You know, mm-hmm. I read. Um, I'm trying to find it now. Um, one of the owners of. Um, oops. One of the owners of a camp for like gay conversion. Mm-hmm. Gay himself. Gay himself. Okay, here it is. Let me see what his name is. Um Hope it's the Hope for Wholeness. That's the name of the uh camp. And his name is McCray Game. He came out of the closet. I might say, I feel like his camp's not even that good if he can't convert himself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me, it really hurts my chest to laugh. Don't make me laugh. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> so, um, and and apparently that. he's broke because they had to get him a public defender. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about the teacher? Yeah, the principal. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's, a, he's an educator, so yeah, he broke. <laughs> but the guy who did the conversion therapy i just saw that like right before it was too it, i figured it was too late for me to add it to show notes or whatever but i just thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that you know all these years he's been gay himself and now he's trying to come out and say he's sorry he's trying to come to terms with the harm he inflicted when he was advocating for religious efforts and mm-hmm. i just thought first of all Who's surprised? No one. Because that's how the story goes. 
I think I've asked before on this show, but have you ever seen the movie, But I'm a Cheerleader? Well, first of all, you need to see it because it's great. <laughs> I That's can't... not the one that happened in the woods of Mississippi on Netflix, was it? No. What was no. that? It was a movie that Becca picked, and they were like in Hattiesburg in the woods. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember that. No, no, no. <laughs> this is... <laughs> But as soon as we get movie night back, I'm definitely bringing this one up. This one starts stars um, Natasha Leon. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. I love her. Um, she plays in Orange Is the New Black, and she plays she's the lead character in Russian Doll on Netflix. Love her. Anyway, her parents think she's gay. She's not. And but her whole defense is, but I'm a cheerleader. So they send her to a conversion camp. And she ends up like getting turned out Dang. at the conversion Dang. camp. <laughs> <laughs> what so then, so it's like I was perfectly fine. Like she just was curious, like you know, most kids are. <laughs> so it's like people stop hating yourself. Stop ba- like I. I understand. Like <sighs> I don't know how to put it in some words. I understand being careful about book selection when it comes to children because these aren't your kids you know what i mean but i it it just does something to my spirit when someone bans books it just i don't it just feels unnatural it doesn't feel right it feels like you're trying to keep me ignorant and i don't like that speaking of a school in tennessee banned harry potter and they're getting dragged on al gore's internet right now oh (laughs) Why would you ban Harry Potter? This is what I don't understand. Me and my cousin got into it over Harry Potter. This was like recently. And her two little stepdaughters that she keeps all the time. And they were at the house laying in the middle of the floor watching TV. Baby boy was on TV. So I'm like, so you're okay with them watching that. But they can't read a story about a little boy who just wants to protect his friends and be okay and wish for a better life. Like they can't read that, but they can sit here and watch baby boy. Like come the fuck on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember, like, my mom let us read it, and, like, I think a few years into it, like, my dad heard, like, some naysay from, like, you know, religious people. He was like, should we be letting them read this? And my mom's like, they're not, you know, they have common sense. They're not going to try to do any witch spells. And my dad was like, okay. <laughs> right. That, but, like, it's just, like, it's almost like a flat earth thing to me again. Like, I right. thought we squashed this. I thought we moved past this. How are we banning Harry Potter again, like, again. 20 years later? <laughs> <laughs> again. I'll get on my nerves. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to this next one. Um, I'm really glad. Good for Lizzo. Um, I have seen, like, all these, like, janky um, brands out here making t-shirts done by 100% that witch. You know, like, just making money off of Lizzo. I'm glad she's, like, trademarking her stuff and about to, like, you know, make her own merch line. Um, I hate starting out. Lizzo doesn't charge enough for her stuff. So I remember I wanted to buy, like, a shirt she had. It was, like, $15. And it's like, you get a whole album with it free. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Even, um... Wait, Doya, don't, don't, don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> he like last week I bought a record. It was basically a record of a single. 
But she was like, oh, here are all these free songs with it. I'm like, listen, if you'll charge. <laughs> listen, she's charging. We leave, leave Lizzo alone. Maybe some of these people are overcharging because we all know Queen B is real proud of her shit. I'm about to say, cough Beyonce. <laughs> By selling shit that nobody wants, but then sue you if you have something that people want. But anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. So Lizzo is trying to trademark a hundred percent that bitch for her merch line, and I'm saying good for you. Yeah, can't let these white people profit off of you. Right. And the article mentioned that girl who keeps trying to pipe up and say that Lizzo stole that from her. <laughs> and my I thing love- is, but if it's a tweet that you put on Twitter which is what she says. Girl, that's not protected. So right. charge it to the game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Move on with life. What do you What do you want that girl to do? It's not even like your lyrics. You just said 100% that bitch. <laughs> like, right. That, I didn't even read her tweet. but I that. didn't read the tweet either. But it's but, like, um, girl, calm down. I love Teen Vogue so much. They've gotten so woke in the recent years and I love reading their their work. <laughs> well they have a black editor, so <laughs> uh-huh. that <Nice>. helps. <laughs> but yeah, Teen Vogue really stepped it up. Where right, are like, you seventeen? Y M Teen Magazine. Where are y'all? <laughs> How you forget okay, all so, those magazines growing up? <laughs> her hundred percent that bitch shirt is like thirty dollars. It looks basic. So she's getting up there with Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, this next article made me so so mad, and I was just talking to my coworker because apparently, like, of the people who got raided in the poultry factory in Mississippi, three of them were breastfeeding, and they're detained at least three days. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure prison doesn't have pumps, and if you go too long without, um, you know, getting rid of your breast milk, you can have mastitis and your body almost goes into shock because of all the pain mm-hmm. and she was like well surely they should have it i'm like i don't know if they surely have it <laughs> i don't trust them to surely have it um yeah they should surely have it but do they and will they right. give it to them is a total different you know situation and also a lot of babies who breastfeed some babies will take a bottle but some babies will literally starve themselves. They will not take anything but the nip. Oh, I pray that I have the first kind of baby. <laughs> um, oh, that's real. So this woman, um, Diana Sanchez, uh, gave birth alone in her jail cell after like crying for help for five hours. Um, I don't understand at any point why this would take five hours to get her help. Um, and I don't even think they got her help right five hours. It was more than that because she right. had that baby by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had a baby boy. Uh, a nurse walks in and picks up the baby. But like they didn't like clean off the baby. They didn't clear mucus. Um for several minutes and then they didn't even have stuff to cut the umbilical cord so she's just you know they just hanging out with each other until about 15 minutes later when the firefighters arrived the whole situation is just messed up and 
of course, your lawsuit was filed Wednesday, and the sheriff's department said Thursday has changed his policy. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like I'm mad at everybody involved because it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Your policy should already. I used to work in the emergency room. I've seen enough to know that pregnant women. First of all, when you get arrested, and maybe this is just the town where I'm from, but they don't hesitate to bring you to the hospital. Like that's a that's an issue they don't want on their hands. Mm-hmm. And even when you're first arrested, if they think something is wrong or if you're pregnant, whatever, they're gonna bring you and get you shaked out. If you are in jail and you complain of a headache they're gonna bring you to the emergency room because they don't want to deal with it so i don't understand why your policy was janky number one but number two fuck the policy this is a person like at the very least a nurse should have been in that room with her and stayed there with her Mm -hmm. you gonna slide a fucking puppy pad under the door like what the fuck is that this is a human being Like, I just, I just, I ached all over reading that and just looking at that little video because that's just ridiculous. Like, what is wrong with people? Um, yeah, so she said that, like, I guess this happened maybe last year and she had told, like, the TV station that the jail season meant inmates is garbage. And that's very clear now that you know i don't think anybody deserves to not have the adequate care they need right and childbirth is hard right that's just ridiculous that's just absolutely ridiculous <sighs> jail nurses must be at like the bottom <laughs> of their class <laughs> i mean i don't understand like i but I, I guess what I'm saying is I know people in these positions who do a far better job than this. Yeah. So those people just suck. Those yeah. people suck. I mean, it's like, if nothing else, okay, forget that this is a human being. If nothing else, can you at least operate from the standpoint of not wanting a lawsuit? Like... Right. Think about your <laughs> coin if you're not thinking about this. Okay, if you're not going to think about this person's life, at the very least, think about your money. Like, that's just common. What made you think it was okay to leave that woman like that? That didn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. I am very glad for the internet. And just, like, news and the media calling people out. Or uh, jails out yeah. under shit now. Yeah. I listened to, like, a hour-long story on NPR yesterday about how uh, an inmate with schizophrenia he wasn't even like he was in like more of a detention center for like ice reasons he had schizophrenia and people were just being lazy on paperwork and stuff like that and they put him in solitary confinement for 30 days and day 21 he killed himself and it's like like how how many more lives do we have to lose for simple shit like this you know but you know let Epstein died and all of a sudden it's like outrage we gotta check out these prisons just cause it's a rich white man that died yeah yep awesome. but alas that works uh, 
this made me kind of sad. Oh, very sad. Um, but Leslie Jones is leaving Saturday Night Live. Let's um, talk. It's weird as this article, I kept looking for some tea, and they were just like, no, she's doing this other stuff now. And I'm like, yeah. But wait, what's the tea? <laughs> Why is she <laughs> She moving up and out. That's the tea. <laughs> yeah, I'm very confused by the whole coming to America storyline. <laughs> um, I I'm so happy for her. The main thing I didn't like about this article was them telling me that Kate McKinnon will be returning. Now I love Kate McKinnon. I think she's funny as shit. But this article was not about her, so I didn't understand why you're telling me she's returning. But Leslie's moving on. She's got a movie role. She's got a Netflix Netflix special coming up. Somebody said, "Don't tell Monique she got a Netflix special." <laughs> <laughs> I with one of the jalapeno pieces, and I'll come a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm happy for her. I mean, I will miss her on Saturday Night Live, but I remember her from old school Comic View back in the day. So she'll do fine. She'll she'll be fine. I think Taylor Swift is going to be on the... Open. Yeah, nobody cares about her either. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm excited to see, like, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the new coming to America. I just don't know how I feel about it. Part of me is excited, but part of me is like, don't ruin it. You're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> They're going to. They're just going to. So, I don't know. Wow, next one. I'm just hey, my blood sugar was kind of low, or coming back from a low when I was reading this, and it just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but in fact, if you want to tell this story, go ahead because I'm still confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you kind of caught me off guard there. Um, so apparently, Joe Biden ran a little campaign commercial. That had some coded language in it. To someone like me, I didn't pick up on it right away. And it didn't really mean anything to me when I saw the commercial. I thought, okay, so far so good. But then <clears throat> when you when you read the article that corresponds with the commercial, it kind of gave light to what he was saying. So it mentioned that he, he kept talking about how healthcare is personal to him mm-hmm. and he played upon you know his first wife and um i think he lost one child mm-hmm. his first wife and child who died in a car accident and then it came around to speaking about his son who died of cancer mm-hmm. and he just kept saying how healthcare is important to him or personal to him so one thing one of the lines that they're pulling is where he says others propose and he keeps using the language of others propose that Mm -hmm. is supposed to be coded for him talking about his democratic rivals who support medicare for all Mm -hmm. and then they talk about where he says keeps using the word affordable which is supposed to be a hit of course at the republicans who want to do away with um the affordable health care act or obamacare so I really didn't catch that at first, but as the article kept going into it, I was like, okay, I see what you mean. And then when you put into context things he said in the past about Medicare for All, to him, he's saying that 
it's going to be a lag in coverage if you do Medicare for all. And according to the article, which was by Vice, that is not the case at all. That um, they say, in fact, it would cover every person in the U.S. with no lapse in coverage. But his stance is there's going to be a lapse. And what if something happens during that lapse? And that's a slap in the face to my legacy and what I've worked for and what's important to me. So the article was basically just about really shining a light on how he's playing the dead family card and how he's trying to pull at our heartstrings because that's one area where I personally do feel a weakness for him. And I've always admired how he's, you know, carried himself through all of that because I would probably be flat on my back after suffering those types of tragedies. But yeah, that's basically what the article was saying is that he's trying to play on our emotional strings to get done what he wants to get done instead of even even going so far as to lying by saying there'll be a lapse of coverage when those plans take care of that and there will not be a lapse of coverage. So they're just saying, Biden, get your shit together. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I guess listening to it, that's kind of a harsh read to me of what he said. <laughs> but I don't know. To some extent, like, I also feel a hesitation about Medicare for All just because, like, I don't feel like in this capitalist society we're ever going to pass universal health care. I just don't feel like that's a thing that will happen. And so I feel like the way of even like Obamacare, but fixing a lot of the issues is far more realistic than like Medicare for all. I just don't think that people are, it's not going to happen. Republicans are not going to let this happen ever. <laughs> and maybe I'm just pessimistic, but um, I just don't. Um, it's a nice thought, but I just don't feel like they'll ever get to that place. I too feel like it's more realistic to just fix what we have but um i'm i'm also interested in the idea of medicare for all i don't understand why we're supposed to be a you know developed country we're supposed to be top tier and everyone's suffering the way they are while other developed countries have insurance for everyone even some countries that would be considered third world or developing nations have coverage for everyone so yeah. but i agree that because of the way things are set up because of old white people we're never going to have that so I it makes more sense <laughs> it, it makes more sense to just fix what we have but i don't yeah. think that they should give up that fight i just think that right. for the meantime let's fix what we have okay so we're going to move along to our someone something. Alrighty. So, for someone something, I found a quiz. <laughs> it is the Lizzo quiz. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that bitch are you? So, I took the quiz. <laughs> and I think I came out to either 86 or 87% that bitch. So, I'm not 100% that bitch, but I'm close. So I thought, what a fun thing to do with Doyen. So we're going to take the quiz. Are you ready, Doyen? Yes. And guys, play along with us. Take it with us. Okay. So question number one. How do you feel about relationships? A, living single. B, 
strictly non-committal. C, I need some time to work on me. Or D, it's cuffing season. That's tough, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was going to stop. Monogamy for three years. We're going to go with cuffing season, I guess. Yes. I figured that's for you as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Question number two. How best can one shoot their shot? A, slide me a drink. B, be friends with my ex. What? what? C, slide into my DMs. Or D, I need a ring on site. C, slide into the that's DMs. What I, I knew, I knew you were going <laughs> to pick that one too. <laughs> okay. Question number three. You just got your hair shampooed and pressed. What do you want next? A, hair toss and check your nails. B, FaceTime your ex. They are really obsessed with exes over here. C, take selfies, then go cry. D, go to the club. <laughs> hey, because I got some hang time. I got to toss this shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. Who's your new man? A. Works the register at the health food store. B. Mm-hmm. Plays for the Minnesota Vikings. C. Anderson Pack. D. Whoever is most paid. That's what seems to be in D. B. Because I feel like he would have a powerful job. <laughs> oh my god! I just knew you were going to pick Anderson Pack. <laughs> nah, he's kind of little. I don't trust it. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, Linda, do not let a little guy fool you, okay? <laughs> they come with the hammer, okay? I'm just telling you. I wish the baby would have been an option. <laughs> I love how your love for him grows more and more every day. Every day. <laughs> Question five. How did you break up with your last ex? Mm-hmm. A, a long stream of consciousness email. B, phone call from out of state. C text message d face to face b did you really break up with a text message because i tried to do it face to face and i felt sorry for him so i had to do it via text <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in our pld segment <laughs> i'm not sorry <laughs> question number six Who's the leader of your dream band? A. Charo. B. Michael Jackson. C. Prince. D. Rick James. B. I pick Prince. Yeah, I like people. <laughs> Question seven. Who's the baddest bitch? A. Trina. B. Beyonce. C. Rihanna. D. I am. Or you are. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) How do they expect me to answer this question? Hey, life hands you tough questions sometimes. That is. Because their birthday tomorrow, I'm saying Beyonce. (laughs) Number eight. What kind of pet do you have? A, a dog named Puka. B, a cat named Pusey. C, a lizard named Letitia. D, a blowfish. She don't got a name. Why does a blowfish don't got a name? I don't make up the rules or the questions. I just ask them. 
Oh, <laughs> oh. I feel bad for a blowfish. <laughs> All right. Number nine. Almost done. Your parents make you learn an instrument as a child. What do you pick? A, piano. B, guitar. C, flute. D, glockenspiel. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I used to know what a glockenspiel was. Okay, I need to know which one of these would you pick. <laughs> you don't have to deal. Uh, glockenspiel, because it's closest to my instrument. Alrighty. Like, like bells. Like, kind of like a marimba, but metal and small. All right, last <laughs> last question. Do you play tag? A, yes, B, no, C, bitch, I been it. Let's go with C. <laughs> and your results, drum roll. Oh, toy hen. It looks like you're only 39% that bitch. That's fine. Um, her bitch is normative, and I am just an outside of the box bitch. That's right. <laughs> that is right. I, I bet it's a be single to be that bitch. I was about to say, I bet it's the relationship stuff because a lot of what you said was way more popping than what I said, except for the relationship stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I just thought that was fun. Just a little fun something to play. You know. I think Lizzo would still appreciate you as as I am. <laughs> I think she would. I'm and almost she would certain. Tell me she would. I was 100% that bitch. I'm sure she would. <laughs> um, okay. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. We will move on into our PLD for this week. That's poor life decision. This is the first time listening. <clears throat> That's right. So <laughs> this week we finally made it. <laughs> We're going to talk about apologies. This week is the infamous apology show. <laughs> How to give a proper apology. Are you ready, Doya? No. I'm shocked to see her face. I bet once we go through all of these, you'll realize that you're a much better apologizer than you thought. <laughs> okay. Do you hate saying I'm sorry and typically muck it up? Have you ever clumsily offered up amends only to have the person get incensed by what you said? Yes. When you apologize, do you wind up offering lame excuses for your bad behavior? No. <laughs> Good. See? See? You're already almost there. <laughs> if you're nodding your head yes to any of these questions, do not despair. You're not alone when it comes to failing miserably and saying, I'm sorry. So the author, McKenna Myers, is a life coach and a teacher. And she starts us off with our first tip as saying, state what you did wrong. Wait, wait. What? I don't feel like I failed miserably as saying I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't like doing it. Anyways, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're not saying that anyone fails miserably. <laughs> just, okay. All right. Number one, state what you did wrong. It takes confidence, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. It takes a confident, well-adjusted, and self-reflective person to admit when they're wrong. In fact, studies show with low self-esteem, people with low self-esteem are less likely to apologize than those with high self-esteem. 
I don't have low self-esteem. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like a pop. Okay. Zoyan, we don't need you to interject between every point. This this article is for everyone, not just for you. And we're just reading the basics. Okay. So, all right. Guy Winch, who is a licensed psychologist, asserts that those who refuse to apologize are protecting their fragile sense of self, admitting a wrongdoing would threaten their identity as a good and decent person. So <clears throat> what we're saying is it's very important to apologize. Some of us don't have a problem with apologizing. We just suck at it. Some of us don't like apologizing. Uh, we just do it, but maybe it's not as effective. There's a lot of caveats to here, but I think there's something in here for everyone. The first thing is stating what you did wrong that is very important. Do not throw out that, well, I'm sorry for whatever I've done thing. That is trash. That is poor apology 101. And a lot of people go to it, which which is another point that isn't quite with what this article is saying. But if someone wrongs you and you're offended, you need to let them know so that they know what they did and they don't do it again and so they can apologize for it. Because if I don't know what I did, I don't know what to say I'm sorry for. And giving that I'm sorry for whatever I've done, that's trash. And we don't do that. I was just going to say that sometimes apologies are necessary for the good of the relationship. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much always. <laughs> Pretty much always. So, step two. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I just said, mm. <laughs> So, step two, own your misdeed and don't make excuses. A proper apology involves taking responsibility for your transgression, showing insight into why you acted the way you did, and avoiding lame excuses. Self-awareness about your bad behavior shows you take the situation seriously enough to afford it thought and reflection. That goes a long way in making the injured person feels better. The author gives the example of a young lady named Stacy. So Stacy's a young mother who started seeing a therapist to deal with depression after her child was diagnosed with autism. She confided in her best friend, Charlotte, and asked her not to tell the other moms in their playgroup. And what did Charlotte do? Run and told everybody. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to come back to Charlotte in a minute. Okay, step three. Don't blame the injured person. Oh, this is another one that really gets stuck in my craw. <laughs> so when she was confronted, unfortunately, Charlotte, the girl in our story, the one who ran back and ran her mouth, she did not give her bad behavior any thoughts and didn't own up to the pain she caused. Charlotte tossed out that, well, I'm sorry you got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> many people are like charlotte and are guilty of making these non-apology apologies that shift the blame to the injured person when those carefully chosen words charlotte implied that she did nothing wrong i'm sorry you got hurt i'm sorry you feel that way well, i'm mm -hmm. sorry you think that those are not apologies and moreover they're rather aggressive in my personal opinion so, anything you want to add? Nope. <laughs> hey, 
Have you ever said that to anyone? Probably. In your youth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stick to the task at hand. Number four. When giving a proper apology, it's important to focus on the task at hand and not get off track. Some people, though, can't accept that they did something wrong, don't want to be the bad guy, and get defensive. Then they resort to what psychologists call kitchen sinking, Mm -hmm. a strategy of bringing up old wounds from the past so everything is thrown in the mix but the kitchen sink. (laughs) What was that ooh doing? I have encountered this in life. (laughs) You know, it is very difficult to not do that, especially when someone is confronting you about something that you did, and especially when you don't feel like you did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. It's difficult not to do that, but don't do it. Don't do it. And it's basically just that, you know, you coming in telling me what I did that bothered you yesterday. And instead of me assuming responsibility for that and either apologizing for it, or if I'm not sorry, saying I meant what I said, <laughs> either way, I decided to bring up, oh, freshman year when you borrowed my sweater and never gave it back or right. um, how you never answered my text. I text you all the time. You never respond to me or how you rolled your eyes at me that one day at the football game. Like, it's going back and pulling up old shit that has nothing to do with this right here. Mm-hmm. And and I, I can readily admit that sometimes that's hard to do, but don't do it. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. So to some extent, we're the sum of our experiences. Yes. And um, it is more fair to the person you're in a relationship, whether it be friendship or relationship, to bring up things, <laughs> you know, as they happen, yes. rather than like sit on it and then blow up when you, you know, when the situation, you know, when you hit your boiling point or whatever. Yes. Or as a defensive tactic. It's even worse when it's a defensive tactic. Very true. Very true. Number five, apologize in person, not in writing. You can also take this as break up in person and not in writing. I did what I did, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> you you said what you said. <laughs> I tell you, I really tried to break up in person, but he kept giving me sad eyes. So I gave him like a 90 day improvement plan, and it didn't work. So dumped him in the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Or maybe a phone call. Whichever way, it wasn't in person. <laughs> well, a phone to me, I mean, if you can see the person, that's best. But if you can't, especially if someone, like in a breakup situation, I know we're varying guys, but in a breakup situation where people can be slightly manipulative, because if mm-hmm. he's giving you sad eyes, I feel like that was on purpose. So mm-hmm. I can see a phone conversation then. The one thing we all know about texting, though, is that it doesn't account for voice and tone. And so sometimes things can be misconstrued. That's all. So a verbal apology is far superior to a written one because it allows for dialogue. You see the injured person's facial expressions and body language as you make amends. They might begin to cry in pain or shout in anger and you will need to comfort them. You must stand there being vulnerable and not knowing what will happen. 
rather than hiding comfortably behind your keyboard. Now, (laughs) there are some things to this because to me, it depends on what you did and what you're apologizing for, for Mm -hmm. how much of somebody else's shit you have to take. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, there's a lot of times that you got to take it. You're just going to have to take it. Especially if what you did caused a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. You may have to take what it is that they're dishing out at you. Now, if I'm apologizing to you for eating your last bag of Funyuns, don't holler at me. Because <laughs> it's not going to be nice, okay? It's not going to be nice. But there are times when, you know, there's going to be a lot of emotion behind it. And you're going to have to take it. And you probably deserved it if you did something super bad. Especially if you did something bad intentionally. You uh, deserved it for eating my funions. <laughs> funions are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Aaron Lazare, a psychiatrist, spent years of his life studying how people make amends and why some people apologize successfully while others fail. He offered the quintessential book on the topic entitled On Apology. He says giving a proper apology is an act of honesty, an act of humility, an act of commitment, an act of generosity, and an act of courage. And I agree with all of those things. Number six, never add but to an apology. And that ties right back into where we were saying, don't start throwing everything at me but the kitchen sink, saying mm-hmm. thing. Many apologies veer off course and ultimately crash and burn when people feel compelled to throw in that one little word, but. With that addition, the apology becomes virtually worthless and everything said before it gets negated. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you've done far worse to me. I'm sorry, but you were provoking me. I'm sorry, but you never listened to anything I say. I'm sorry, but, 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 but. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like any other time you use the word but. Mm -hmm. It makes everything else said before that disappear. Mm -hmm. Nothing else matters at that point. So it's like... (laughs) I've received apologies like that before in the past. And... It made me angry all over again. It almost made me feel like I wish you just had not even attempted to apologize. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish you would have just gone on because don't don't butt me to death in this apology. Especially don't tell me I've done worse to you. If that's how you feel, then keep your apology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a firm believer in apologizing when I mean it and not apologizing when I don't mean it. Like, Mm-hmm. If if I meant that shit, I meant that shit. I have personally apologized before several times for how I've said things, but not for what I said. And yeah. I I was very I was very clear to make the distinction when I apologized. I mm-hmm. am apologizing for how I said it. I should have never come across that way. I'm sorry, that was disrespectful, blah, 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 blah. But I meant what I said. Um, my boyfriend is, like, 
the king of defusing an argument even when I'm not ready for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be quick to like apologize and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to be mad at now? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I need to get all of these words and feelings out. <laughs> right. So number seven, ask for forgiveness. After saying I'm sorry, it's important to ask, do you forgive me? You've had your say, and now the ball is in the injured person's court. This is a crucial step because you're giving them the power, allowing them to accept or reject the apology. I personally say, uh, you know, will you please forgive? Will you forgive me or please forgive me? versus do you forgive me and that's only because sometimes depending on what the conversation is about that person may need a little time and that do you forgive me kind of to me feels like answer me right now whereas when you're saying you know please forgive me or will you forgive me that opens the door for them to say i need some time to think about this now for me most of the time i'm trying to think I don't think I've ever had a person apologize to me and I hadn't already forgiven them. Um, but that's just because why are you laughing? <laughs> well, sometimes you have to outwardly apologize and then do the work on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Not apologize, um, forgive. So you have to actively forgive and still do the work. So I've forgiven as far as I can, I will not hold this to you anymore, but I haven't forgiven as in it still plays in my mind. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I try to, you know, go ahead and forgive so I can move forward because I'll get caught up and I, and I don't like that. I want to move forward. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And last, but definitely not least, the most important part of the apology is changing your behavior. This is the most important part in all of the steps. You cannot repeatedly apologize to me for the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over and over again, because that means you're not sorry. Because if you were truly apologetic, if you were truly sorry, you wouldn't keep doing the same thing over and over again. So changed behavior is the number one way to apologize. That's just the most important part. Um, so do you have anything you want to add? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to quickly go over those steps again. Number one, state what you did wrong. I am sorry for cussing you out. <laughs> I am sorry for eating your Funyuns. Own your misdeed and don't make excuses. Don't blame the injured person. Stick to the task at hand. Apologize in person, not in writing. Never Mm -hmm. add but to an apology. Ask for forgiveness. Change your behavior. Those are the steps. As always, we will link this article. Um, I read over several articles in trying to decide which one I wanted to use for this one. And I like this one the best because for one, it was very succinct and it took care of all of the, of all of the faux pas that people make when giving apologies. So I really liked it for that reason. Yeah. The only other thing that I was thinking about was like, you asked for forgiveness and somebody's no, 
where you go from there. You're done. You're done. Yeah. You've done your part. You have asked for forgiveness. There's nothing else you can do. You're done. So if they mm-hmm. say no, that's on them. That's that's how they feel. And you can't you can't make someone forgive you. You can't make mm-hmm. someone even if even if what the thing is is so trivial. Because some people hold big grudges over trivial things. Still, you can't yeah. you can't make them. That's that's it. They have that choice and okay, well I've done my part and I'm moving on. That's all you can do. Yeah. Alrighty. So I guess we're ready to go to our favorite part of the pod to buy you a drink. So would you like to go first or would you like for me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um uh, so um today I want to buy a drink for two things. A person and a thing. Beyonce, because her birthday is tomorrow. Hey, 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 hey. And I have loved her dearly for so, so long. One day I'll tell y'all, like, part of the reason why I'm so into them, but basically, like, I grew up a Destiny's Child fan that turned into a Beyonce fan. Um, and I just love her, and she's amazing, and I hope she has a delightful birthday. Um, and then the other thing is Popeye's chicken. So today was $2 Tuesday at Popeye's. So I went and got, you know, actually they had like a $5 meal deal. Even though today's $2, $2 for a two piece. But then I got the meal deal. And, you know, that chicken just blessed me and the mashed potatoes <laughs> and the biscuits still waiting for me. But, you know, it just, I needed something that was like, filled my tummy and mm-hmm. I didn't want to cook and I tried to eat a little bag of skinny pop popcorn and it didn't work so <laughs> now you're making me consider Popeyes <laughs> and I was gonna eat something at the house there's some spaghetti in there even though it's not any spaghetti but I was gonna try to eat something already at the house but now I'm thinking Popeyes <laughs> oh goodness Tuesday. Oh, okay well, I would like to buy a drink, and I'm pretty sure I've bought a drink for this thing before, but I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm buying a drink for Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus. <laughs> Nighttime. <laughs> because I would not have made it. And I have I have a wonderful doctor who does not believe in pumping me full of antibiotics unless I actually need them, and I'm so thankful for that. That's another story for a different day. But, um, so I'm just thankful that I've had this Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus to help me get through. Although, I think I'm going to end up having to go back to the doctor, but that's neither here nor there. And also, I want to offer up a prayer for everyone going through this, you know, um, these natural disasters that we're having taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, we pray for the Bahamas, for Florida. I think Puerto Rico missed it. Not really sure, but pray for Puerto Rico anyway because they were still trying to recover. Just everyone in the wake of Dorian or in in the line of any other natural disaster, you know, our prayers are with you. And I'm sure that there will be some um, links out there for donations. I know that we all are skeptical or have our issues with places like... um, uh, 
my brain is just uh, <laughs> my brain is just mush. The one with the heart, uh, Red Cross. Yeah, Red Cross. Um, I know we all have issues with places like Red Cross, but in all honesty, those are places that we know um the funds are gonna be used somewhat properly and there are other grassroots organizations that are properly using funds there are ways of checking those so um just give what you can but also do your due diligence and make sure that you are giving to an organization that's actually going to help with what's going on yeah um two things uh I too love Alka Seltzer Cold Plus. That's the only over the counter I'll use for sickness. And regarding Hurricane Dorian, I have been called Dorian way too many times in my life. To point oh. like when, when I hear Dorian, I like pop up like is somebody calling me. <laughs> but um yeah, that's in prayers for the people who are are in its wake. It's just I think the reason why it's destructive is because it's so damn slow. <laughs> yeah so like it stayed with the bahamas for days and you know it's still like chugging slowly to florida but um hopefully it's gonna weaken with time were you the one that sent me that link of that man talking about dumping ice in the ocean it's <laughs> <No. laughs> still a better idea than nuking a hurricane <laughs> he said it's the warm water so just we got a navy Get the ships out there and start dumping ice in the ocean to cool down the water. And then he said, and we have an Air Force get the planes and make them start redirecting the wind. I told my sister, I was like, you ever notice how it, it follows the slave trade? <laughs> yes. It is the wrath of the ancestors. Hmm. She said God. Wait, God. How are you? Same. <laughs> Same. So, all right. Anyway, so, thank y'all for putting up with my pretty <laughs> voice this week. Um, we hope you all. We hope we have. We hope we helped you all have a better week. Drink you some water. Relax. I saw something. Oh, it was pumpkin spice something, and I'd never seen it before. What was it? Crap, I forgot. It was pumpkin something. I'm gonna when I see it again, I'm gonna stop and take a picture. I don't even remember what it was. My boyfriend sent me a meme of pumpkin spice bullets. He's like, you know, <laughs> you all start carrying. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we love y'all. God Bye. bless you. Have a great Bye. night. Oh wait, no, we forgot to tell them how to find us. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm go- I'm going downhill. That's right, Dorian. Tell people how to find us and how to talk to us. Okay, so we are on Instagram. It's Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. Um, we are on Twitter. It's PLD Pod. Um, Chris keeps it lit with the TV stuff, and hey. I just come around with random thoughts. Um. <laughs> Talk to me about the election. I have so many thoughts, and I would love to talk to anybody about it, even a wall if I have to. Um, <laughs> we are on Etsy as Poor Life Decision, one word as well. And then you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com and tell us some Poor Life Decisions you'd like to hear us talk about. Yes. Slide in our DMs. Tell us what you want to hear. 
tell us who you want to buy a drink for. We'll share. We'll right. open a tab. <laughs> it's all good. I used to think I was really doing something when I'd go to the bar and open a tab. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just always afraid I'm going to forget, so I tab out every single time. And those people get so much more tip from me because I tip every single time as well. And I'm like, oh, bless your heart. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we love y'all. Have a good night. See y'all next week. Bye. Love Bye. you.